In today's episode, we are discussing the last part of Habits for Holiness, chapters eight and nine, and we are gonna be diving into like how can we become kings over our own interior life and our physical bodies to be happy, healthy, and holy. And we're also gonna talk about how to really form a renewal of heart that lasts. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome to our part four of our end of the year series, our Advent series of Habits for Holiness. Um, We're coming off of having interviewed Father Mark Mary Ames last week. That was such a great conversation. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen (laughs) to the previous episode. Yeah, that was so great having him on and just being able to, um, like the wisdom that's in his book, you can just tell it just comes from a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus and his desire to share what he's learned. So it was great. Absolutely. And in last week's episode, we talked about chapters six and seven, I think the priesthood um, of the baptized. And we didn't actually get to chapter eight, which was going to be included in in part three. But I'm really glad that we waited um, because chapter eight and chapter nine, I think are such a great way together to to finish up the series. Um, Chapter eight being kings by baptism, cultivating happiness, healthiness and holiness. And I, if you look at my book, like most of <laughs> most of the these last two chapters um, is highlighted. So, um, yeah, <laughs> some really some really really good things, and just a really good way, I think, to to not only take what we're reading, because I think sometimes for me, I can read something and then I'm like, that was great, and then it gets put on a shelf, mm-hmm. or I don't finish the book. So it was a really big accomplishment to finish uh, <laughs> to finish the book. Um, but to actually have a plan for putting it into practice, that was one of the big things that I took away from, from this final section. Oh my gosh, goodness. Yes, because he, what he lays out and gives you suggestions. I mean, he even gives you suggestions of like what to bring, what what questions to bring to prayer and mm-hmm. what to meditate on. And mm-hmm. again, I know we've talked about the practicality of the things that he mentions in here. And like, he doesn't mess around, I don't think at all in chapter eight, you no. know, cause he's talking about, cause in the previous chapters, you know, he was talking about like remembering um, our Christian dignity and how that's wrapped up in um, our call as priest, prophet, and king through our baptism. Well, we did priest, prophet last time and then king. And really it's just about learning how to be a king first and foremost over our own interior life, Mm -hmm. our own um, physical life, like all of these things are so important and and, uh, to just gain control so that we can be happy and healthy and holy. Yeah, that it all goes together, that it's not not compartmentalized. And I feel like that's one of the things that I've really taken away from this past year. One of the things that that God's really been um, putting on my own heart is that I am a whole person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I need to take care of my mind, uh, my soul, and my body. Um, and he brings all of this together. Father Mark Mary brings all of this together really beautifully in um, in chapter eight. So one of the first things that, that he talks about here is, you know, we're cultivating a healthy kingdom in our own lives and in the lives of our families. Um, and that 
if we do not make space for this, if we're not intentional and we live this like really busy life and we're all busy, there's always one more thing to do. It's always go, 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 do, do, do all of that. Um, but that's not actually a healthy way of functioning. I think sometimes we're all, um, so used to being busy or stressed or sleep deprived that we're like, yeah, aren't we all? So this is normal. But I, I really like how he, he brings this out that when we're not in a place where we are healthy physically and spiritually, um, then, then God is not in control of our lives. We're allowing, we're really making a, a way for sin to more easily enter mm-hmm. the, the picture. Yeah, no, he says that if you're trying to leave sin behind and live a life of virtue or radical Christianity, um, you also have to understand our weaknesses and understand that if we're not living this balanced life, uh, that it we are more susceptible to temptation and it is more difficult to hear and respond properly to the call of yeah, God. Yeah. And um, yeah, and like you said, we live in a culture that I think we've just come to be like, well, everyone's busy. My life will always be busy. And yes, there are things that we will always have to do. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't go away. Like mm-hmm. there are things that we just have to accomplish. But taking a look at like, is this really something that I I have to do? Is this something that God is calling me to? Because, and I think what I've been like really praying about, because I have a tendency to overextend myself, um, is knowing that God would never call me into a situation where I'm overextending myself mm-hmm. to a place where yeah. I can't respond properly to his call. Right. Like he's not going to do that because he's right. given us our bodies and our souls. Mm-hmm. And he um, has given us what we need to take care of our bodies and souls. And so he's not going to ask me to do something that's going to destroy my body or soul. And so taking that into account that even if at times I think I'm doing God's work, mm-hmm. am am I really? Like, have yeah. I brought this thing um, before the feet of Jesus at the cross. Like, is this really something that I'm called yeah, to do? Yeah. yeah, no, that's really good. And it reminds me of, I think he talks about it later in chapter eight, but there are times where God calls us to to really give of ourselves and we do feel, um, we feel the fatigue, but there's also, when we know that it's something that God has called us to, there's actually a rest that comes in those times of exhaustion because mm-hmm. we're doing it. We're doing it for the Lord. We're doing it with the Lord. And it's not, um, and I think that's probably the key is that we're doing it with God. We're not yeah. doing it like, I'm just going to zoom ahead because I know that's where I can fall into. It's just, I just got to fill up my calendar with with all of these things for the Lord. But when God is actually part of it and we've really discerned that this is where um, we're called to be, we're in a, we're in a really great place. Um, the One of the things that comes up or really ties the book together well is this discussion on discipline being essential for discipleship. So he says that without discipline, there will not be discipleship. We cannot be disciples if we do not have um, a, a disciplined life. And that means physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of that, that it's all connected. Um, and so he moves into talking about the importance of being active um, or just moving our bodies. That that's it's such an essential part of the Christian life is taking care of ourselves physically. Yeah. And he lays out some principles like these are some things that we just have to look at. Like we are made, man is made for work. And Mm -hmm. so I think one of the things like earlier when I said like, we're just busy, that's true. And we, 
and God may still call us to a life that's full. Mm-hmm. I think we should use that word instead of busy. And to a full life. Um, but he does say that being unnecessarily tired is not a virtue. Uh, that we might be tired at the end of the day. I mean, that's a good thing, I suppose, um, as long as we're doing what God has called us mm-hmm. to. But, you know, he talks about how we are made to work. Our mm-hmm. bodies are meant to be moved and to be used. Mm-hmm. And that's a temptation that, I mean, I don't know about anyone else. But sometimes I struggle with like, oh, I just need to just sit down for a minute, mm-hmm. which might be true, right? I think the discernment of like work yeah, and oh, rest. Absolutely. But um, but there is that temptation, I think, of like when I should be doing something and I'm like deciding to veg out or just escape mm-hmm. um, in a way that's not actually feeding my soul or my body mm-hmm. or my mind, you know, mm-hmm. but I think we've become a culture where it's easy to do things that we think are rest because we're sitting down mm-hmm. um, and not doing some other work mm-hmm. where it's not actually a renewal of our body or our mind or our soul. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the importance of rest. Like when he said rest, he meant it um, on page 115. Like we we do need to be very intentional about how we, we take our rest. But the things that can disrupt that restfulness are things like not sleeping <laughs> or um, having a, a schedule that is so busy that we just we don't have time to do anything um but a big enemy enemy of our um of our sleep or our rest is using things like tv entertainment yeah um social media especially in the evenings i know for me and we've talked about this a lot um that at the end of the day like sometimes i just need i feel like i need to do something mindless like watch the great british baking show or something <laughs> like that right like i just need something where i don't have to think um and and it's not to say cuz i think especially with um we're talking about the physical, um, like being active, like that's important. That really mm-hmm. spoke to me um, because I've just I've had that that sense um, just for myself over the past year. Like I really do need to to get active again. This is the longest I've gone without being pregnant. Um, so I'm just I, I'm feeling uncomfortable in my body. It's actually really difficult for me to watch the podcast because I'm like, oh, Deanna. Um, oh. But but like it's humbling. Um, but, um, sorry, it is like too much information, no, but I think it's good but, to get personal. Yeah, around. just vulnerable. Um, but there can be a discouragement there where it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not where I was, you know, pre kids or, um, like just, again, just feeling uncomfortable in my body, but not wanting to get stuck there. Yeah. I think that's where I've been. But reading this chapter was really helpful because it's like, no, like there's a reason why you feel uncomfortable because you're not moving and you're not not doing, you know, that physical activity. And that's actually a part of being a disciple and not to glorify physical activity um, or that, you know, you should be doing P90X or you're a bad Christian or something <laughs> like that. Because I think right. sometimes we can take the, the physical to the extreme. Yeah. Um, so using the virtues, being prudent, being using temperance, you know, all of that to really discern like, OK, well, what can I do? What am I called to do? But not, you know, taking it to the extreme. And then the same with rest. Like there are times when we really do just need to rest. We need to do something where it doesn't, you know, require us to to be on or active, but to not take that to the extreme where it's like, I'm going to have a Marvel movie um, (laughs) marathon Marathon. with all the snacks in the world. Ain't nothing wrong with snacks, but, you know, being (laughs) prudent about um, how we how we do both things, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, one of the and I can't really figure out what page it's on. But one of the things that he said that really um, stuck out to me is he 
basically says like he calls like we are stewards of the body that God has given mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and and just like you know we're stewards of the money God yeah. has blessed us with and the resources yeah. God has blessed us with and I know we talked about NFP a lot in the past like it's you know you're always discerning what mm-hmm. is God calling for my family and so I think too that constant discernment on stewardship of my body of mm-hmm. my finances here we're talking about our bodies right yeah. um, but that constant discernment on stewardship like god has given me my mind my body my soul my emotions how am i stewarding that in a way that leads me to happiness holiness yeah. and healthiness yeah. healthiness is that yeah health yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> you're right so, but yeah, I think that for me, it was just, am I being a good steward mm, Yeah, of what he has yeah. called me to? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it kind of wraps up um, this, uh, this chapter. Um, he mentions food as fuel. And I think that's a really helpful um, principle to, to keep in mind that we want our bodies, we want our bodies to be healthy, like we've been saying, and that when we properly fuel our bodies and we use it in the way that that God's calling us to, we can better serve. Um, we can better serve the body of Christ, but we can be better better disciples because, again, He says this several times: if we don't have the discipline to care for our physical needs, our spiritual needs, all of that, then we're not going to be living as the disciples that that God has called us to. Mm-hmm. And this is not saying that we're all supposed to be like bodybuilders or, you know, some extreme like that, but to just be, to, to be healthy. And I mean, to, to discern like, what is it that, that God's calling us to do? Not all of us are called to run a marathon. Like you will not see me in the Boston marathon and that's okay. (laughs) Like I know that that's not what my body's called to do. I know that for a fact, but just being, um, no, that's probably like a whole other podcast that we could go into. Um, like what does it mean to be healthy? Mm -hmm. Um, but like making sure that I, I'm being who and what I'm called to be like, yeah, yeah, maybe that's a good way of, of summing that up. Yeah, no, I mean, all of this, again, like you said before, is tied to discipline. And I think if we were to take, okay, I'll speak for myself. I know if I were to take an honest look at my life mm-hmm. and really be like, list out those things that I are probably my most immediate struggles when it mm-hmm. comes to being a good steward of my body and my time, that I could easily come up with a list of like five things I could do differently. One, drink more water. I take my vitamins every day. Same. Um, <laughs> eat better, maybe less mm-hmm. coffee, more water. You know, there are definitely things and yeah. exercise. So um, I know that if I were to just look at this question of am I being a good steward, that I could list some things out. And I, I honestly think that that's what he's calling us to do. Like mm-hmm. he's saying, taking care of our body, making sure we get rest, making sure we have mm-hmm. proper fuel. Um, if I'm not eating healthy because every time I go to the store, I choose to get junk food, well, then maybe my first action is not getting that particular mm-hmm. food that I just can't seem to say no mm-hmm. to when I'm at home, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, and again, he relates this to like, when we're able to control those desires, mm-hmm. you know, sort of rein those in, we do become king over our own lives. We're able to say, this is, I know what God is calling me to, a healthy life. Um, where I'm prudently discerning those things yeah. that I'm that I'm doing, and so for the sake of my whether it's like 
um, physical well-being, like my rest or what I'm eating. I'm going to choose to not do this, even though I really, really want to. And he ties it into that's really the spiritual life, right? Mm-hmm. Recognizing those things um, that lead me into sin. Um, and when we're not taking care of our bodies, we're just more susceptible to yeah. that. But yeah. when we learn to control um, these things concerning our body, it just increases our capacity to serve God and others. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I love That's how he really made that connection. Yeah, so. yeah. If I, yeah, if I, if I am constantly exhausted, if I, if I don't feel good, it's going to be a lot harder to say yes to God and what mm-hmm. God is calling me to do. So. Um, is the final part in uh, in chapter eight. He talks about recreation, which I really appreciated, um, and that this comes from the friars' constitutions. Um, that that it's actually mentioned that that there is an importance um, in having fun, having having time to um, yeah to again have fun, connect with other people, but that it's done in relationship and not in isolation. Um, and thinking about like, well, what are my, I hate it when people ask like, what are your hobbies? I know we've (laughs) talked about that on the podcast before, but I hate that question very much. Um, but what are my, my, it says like, do I have holy hobbies and forms of recreation? Am I regularly working good, clean fun into my life? And do I prioritize time, spending time with family and friends? And that's such a good thing for us to remember because like we're, we're saying, you know, if we're always go, 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 and, you know, our our rest is just sitting on the couch, um, we're not being um, fully alive. We're not being, um, you know, who, who God has called us to be. And then the final part, just being the altar of the desk, like really making sure that we're forming our mind mm-hmm. um, throughout the year. Are we reading books? Are we learning things that are life-giving? Is there something that we haven't studied that we're interested in? Like, all of that is part of growing in happiness and holiness. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that he talked about with recreation um, is like just make memories together, mm, like, like in that. your community. Mm-hmm. And he does talk about those who are married, especially in your marriage, um, because we all know, and whether it's in our marriage or our family life, that hard things are going to happen Mm -hmm. to us in Mm -hmm. our home life and our marriages and there's a challenge there and so he says that making good memories um definitely helps get you through those rough patches and so just to be able to have that and i know for me in my life i need to make sure that making good memories with my family is also on my list of things to do and not just chores and like the schoolwork that they have to do because it can be so like we have to get these things done that i i do i forget to have fun with my kids me too Um, and have fun with my husband because we're Mm -hmm. always like you know doing other projects Mm -hmm. at home we got to get the necessary right so just make memories together yeah and uh one of the things too, when he talks about study, is I've I've always loved to study theology, but he does say find other things too, right? God's beauty and truth and goodness exists in all of these other mm-hmm. things, and mm-hmm. um, so I've been broadening like my horizons. But I will have to be honest that it really only came through um, inspiration of my friends, mm. right? To go to go deeper, and he talks about that the importance of community. Uh, that having that communal life with other people and I've learned how to make baskets poorly, but I'm learning basketry, which is, (laughs) um, which, you know, I never thought I would do that. And um, part of it has come is like with homeschooling, like opening up 
things that I probably wouldn't have studied on my own, like with my kids. So that's been really enjoyable. But, um, you know, I've had friends asking me like, what, what do you want to do? Like, what is a hobby? Which again, question I hate. I'm like, I don't know, maybe grow flowers so I can have fresh bouquets on my table. And so last night my friend's like, okay, here's some flower books. And I'm like, Oh, so we're doing this. We're doing this thing. Yeah. Okay. And so, again, cool. I think it's about, and he does mention in the book, community mm-hmm. and how important that is to really drive us. And so I'm just so, I'm so thankful for the people God has put in my life. Um, and I have been blessed by that. And people who are encouraging me to keep moving and the principles that he's, you know, already laid out. And so I can't emphasize enough the importance of, community in your family friendships mm-hmm. in your church so yeah Amen. utilize those ministries yes. and those people yeah. yeah there's 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 a lot to gain from the body of christ like yeah. so many different gifts um to be received um so in chapter nine the final chapter um renewal at that last the mechanics of conversion um really what i took away from this chapter is we've read so many good things, so many mm-hmm. practical suggestions, but how do we actually start putting it into practice um, and really being intentional with how we want to grow as disciples? And I mean, right out the gate, he says, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If, mm-hmm. the, if nothing changes in the way that I behave and nothing, if nothing changes in my environment, if I, if I am not intentional about making these um, baby step um, changes in my life, then nothing is going to change. We will end 2022 mm-hmm. in the same way that we started. Um, so really, um, highlight what I was really sensing from this was just this, this highlight of if you want something to be different, then you need to have an intentional plan for how that will happen. And knowing that it's not going to be an overnight thing, <laughs> Um, but that little by little, those those things can um, can can take root in our lives. Yeah, and one of the things he says is that we're not. I felt like he was telling my story. He talks about like in his own life um, as a penitent and as a confessor, as a priest, that it seems to be like the same cycle. Like we go in to confession, we are completely aware of our sins mm-hmm. and our weaknesses. We confess it. We're like. And my plan to be better is like, I'm just going to be better. Like, that's my plan. Just be better. <laughs> 2022 is my year. <laughs> yeah. Like, if my strategy is I'm just going to do better next time, then my strategy needs to change. Mm-hmm. And he says this radical conversion of our lives um, is not a matter of sincerity, but of strategy. Mm-hmm. And that um, that we really really at first and foremost need to be convinced of the truth of Jesus that it is when we encounter a a truth of Christ the truth of Christ where um our lives change and he uses the example of St. Paul Mm -hmm. encounters Christ and his life was transformed and I just really sat with that I'm like do I really believe that Mm. right do I really believe in Jesus as the Messiah and and going to move in that direction. And he uses the example of pregnancy. Like when a woman, when she finds out that she's pregnant, like the truth that there's a new life growing in her, like that day, changes. everything changes, <laughs> yeah. right? What she eats, like mm-hmm. vitamins that she's taking. I mean, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it just made me think like, am I as convinced of this whole idea of a new life and pregnancy, right? Or am I as convinced on the truth of Jesus as I am of these other very so tangible life experiences? And so... Um, yeah, it's just a matter of 
do I believe that this is truth? And then, because I feel like that's the first step in really creating a strategy, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this proposal really is to, as we're putting this into practice, is to really focus on one, two, or three areas in our life where we really want to grow. What are those one, two, or three sins that we really want to leave behind or virtues that we want to strengthen and develop and to write them down, share them with a friend, share them with someone who's walking on this journey with you, and every day in prayer, ask for God's grace to be faithful to these commitments, um, doing things like the three by five examine, which is earlier in the book, um, but to bring these things to mind um, daily. And I just, I really love that intentionality um, because like you were saying before, it's not enough to just have the desire. Like that's not where we, that's not where we fail is and it's really good to have the desire for change. But if we don't have the strategy to put it into practice or the plan, um, that's where things can can fall apart. I know that there's things like the monk manual. If you've ever seen one of those, no. um, I used I actually bought one during COVID lockdown. And it was it was helpful to to kind of refocus me on what I was, what I was trying to get done um, while we were all working from home. But I really like tools like that where it's like, okay, what is the purpose of my month? my well, the mm. year month the week and then taking it day by day and seeing like okay well these are the things that i am trying to do and and i really like that whole practice of of looking at it from kind of like that bird's eye view yeah. of all right if this is the end goal how is today going to help me to get there even if i'm just like barely taking a half step in the direction of growing in that area um that's one half that's a half step that we're we're moving forward um, in that way, um, and like this whole idea of um, like this is a journey. This, like when we say that the that the spiritual life is a journey, it really is a journey. This is not going to be something that's overnight, um, and maybe even to to remember that. Um, Satan's not stupid. <laughs> like, he knows those areas where he can we, where he can poke at us or or to have us get discouraged because it's very easy to at the end of the year to sit down and be like, dang, I didn't get all these different things yeah. done that I wanted to get done. Or um, you know, we have our New Year's resolutions and then um, we mess up and then it's hard to get back on the horse because we're wanting like this perfectionist mentality, speaking for myself, um, getting off track and, and like, well, it wasn't perfect. So now I have to wait until the first Monday of the month to restart <laughs> so the or same I have thing. to wait till Lent or I have to wait. Till, like yeah. there's always a, a delay, but to realize like God will take even the little bit that we can give him day by day. Um, and, and I, I really like the self-reflection um, on 129. Who do I really want to be? What do I really desire in my life? Is comfort going to control me or is the invitation of Christ to greatness going to control me? Because mm -hmm. that will determine how we behave um, from there on out. Yeah, man, it was so good. Um, lots of, th and again, we just have to sit with these questions. So we have mm -hmm. to carve out time in, mm -hmm. in our day. Um, to really think about those things that we want to change um, or that the things that God wants us to change. There you go. There <laughs> so you even go. it's yeah. just changing our vocabulary yeah. um, because I'm sure I could list out 20 things like right now that I need to, mm -hmm. to do. Like what are the, what are those most important mm -hmm. things to, um, to grow in my relationship with God? And it takes looking at our lives, our environment, our context, um, people that we're around, things that we're choosing to invest in 
like our bodies and our time in and just taking an honest look. Mm. And sometimes that honesty can be humbling. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea that he (laughs) talks about like, make a positive. So when you notice your weaknesses and then things that you need to work on, also make a positive change and inviting at least one person into this walk with you. That's why I love being able to just like hammer this out with Deanna. Um, Because it forces me to really think about and to have conversation. So it could be your spouse, a friend, your church community, mm-hmm. but um, we're not made to be islands, right? Yep. To do this on our own. And so um, thinking about some way of having an accountability partner, yep. I think is part of the whole strategic plan to yes. grow in spiritual greatness. So oh, This is such a good book. <laughs> I highly encourage everyone to, to grab the book because even in the, the four episodes that we recorded, just going through it, there are things that we did not go into. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I, I listened to the Poco Poco podcast and they went through the book um, earlier this summer, but it's not the same as like actually going through the book yeah. itself. And it's just such a good read for, um, you know, getting ready to start a new year. Um, because yeah, if we're not intentional about being disciples and it's just kind of like one of those labels that we like, Oh yeah, I'm a disciple of Jesus, mm-hmm. but I'm not really doing anything to grow in that way. Yeah. Um, we're not going to grow. We're not going to, more time will pass. Um, but yeah, having a, having a sincere strategy for, um, for how we're responding to God's call and, uh, yeah, just being who we've, who we are called to be is, was it St. Irenaeus, um, that, oh man, I'm forgetting the quote. Um, Oh, here we go. Um, the man, sorry, that the glory of God is man fully alive. If mm-hmm. we really want to be all that we are called to be, everything that we that God wants us to be, um, it it really depends on God moving with us, and that we're working together as the body of Christ. So yeah, that's so good. Oh, it's such a good book. <laughs> I wish we had more time. Um, to kind of hammer this out, but um, we would love to hear from our audience. Like, if there are things in this book where you have felt called to, these are the these are the changes I feel like God, or these are the baby steps God is calling mm-hmm. me to. We would love to hear from our audience, and I know that I could share tons of things. Well, I think we have <laughs> um, about those specific things that I'm called to. But um, I'm just so thankful that you yeah. are on this journey with me. That Same. people who are watching are on this journey with me, and so grateful for. Father Mark Mary Ames. Um, so if we can, if you guys can pray for him and the yes. Franciscan Friars, um, and all of their amazing work. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've got one more episode uh, coming out uh, next week as we wrap up the year. Mm-hmm. We'll have a very special guest, His Excellency um, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Um, and uh, yeah, we're really discerning like how is God calling us to use this podcast to. Um, hopefully accompany others. And we like Mickey said, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at stphilipinstitute.org. Um, you can join the Facebook community. That uh, link is in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, Mickey. Uh, I'm really, you were the one who recommended this book. So I um. think it was the Holy Spirit, like <laughs> telling me I need to kick it into gear. <laughs> Very good. Uh, All right. Do you want to close this in prayer? I will close this cool. in prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to come with you in sincerity of heart and humility of heart, to recognize those things in our life where we need to start making those steps um, towards you and towards uh, holiness. 
And we just ask that you um, bless us here, all who are listening, our family members and friends, as we uh, approach the coming of the Lord on Christmas. Um, and during this Advent season, may we finish this season with hopeful hearts, with joyful hearts, as we await to celebrate your coming um, and to also just grow in our relationship with you. And we ask all of this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.